No Bull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Let's go! And welcome into the Monday edition of No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. The month of November has officially begun. Thanksgiving right around the corner. That means, you know, December, Christmas, Hanukkah, the end of the year. 2021. I think we're all looking forward to the calendar turning. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Gentlemen, Christmas are we doing music. okay on a Monday? Do Go you ahead. guys listen to Christmas music right after Halloween? No. Yes, no. I don't listen to Christ- Christmas anything music. Anything Christmas. Go ahead, Sean. I was going to say, I don't listen to Christmas music right after Thanksgiving. I don't listen to Christmas music the week before Christmas. I'm just not a Christmas music guy. What now, the I hell agree. is the matter with you? Maybe it's but, okay. Do you have to understand what I did for jobs back when I was younger, right? Who like hurt you? I, I ran, a, I mean, music and audio for different events and corporate events. And, you know, it just, it was constant, dude. I'm so over the Christmas music. And it's not because I don't get into the Christmas spirit. I love Christmas. Who doesn't, right? It's just the Christmas music, dude. I'm, I'm just, I'm played out. I'm just, I'm done Who with hurt it. you? Done with it. No, listen, I think this is an important uh, time on the show that we can use this, Mm -hmm. this platform that we have to make something very clear. You don't do anything Christmas related until the day after Thanksgiving. I will not hear otherwise. Mm -hmm. You have to wait for all the holidays to end before the next holiday begins. You can't put Christmas stuff up now. We still have another major holiday in between now and then. If you're Home Depot or Lowe's, August. That's when you start putting all the stuff in. in yeah, in August. August. You see all the trees <laughs> and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. People mm-hmm. buy that. So, yes, yeah, so I'm glad we were I able to will, get that uh, off the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After Thanksgiving, put up your Christmas tree. Do whatever you want, but nothing before Thanksgiving. And no, don't put your stuff up the day after Halloween. That's ridiculous. Okay, with that being said, gentlemen, glad we got that off our chest at the start of the show. It is time to tell everybody what is in the lead on the program today. This is the one they're talking about. I'll start with a story that feels like it deserves to be in the number one spot, but it's a passing mention, I think, at best. The Arizona Cardinals on their bye week, they return to action this upcoming weekend against the Miami Dolphins. They did have two positive COVID tests, but during the bye week, because everybody was away from each other, looks like those are two isolated instances. They don't have uh, any other positives. They had some negative tests. All negatives come back yesterday, I believe. So the contact tracing there went well. Figured it was a, a, a start to the show to mention that they did have the two positives, but it doesn't appear to have any lingering effect moving forward. Unlike maybe what we're seeing in Green Bay, and I'll mention this here with A.J. Dillon, who had his test yesterday, uh, the pregame test. They don't get the results back from those tests until today. Played in that game, had 17 touches. We find out today he does test positive for COVID. That They're away from the, the facility today, and they have a game on Thursday. So a little bit more of an impact that type of result will have rather than what we're seeing with the Cardinals. So, And then Marlon Humphrey also announced that he had COVID, uh, the Baltimore defensive back. So some COVID updates for you around the league, gentlemen. But I don't think for the Cardinals this really means anything big picture, Sean. No, it really doesn't uh, until there's other positives. And same thing with you know, whether or not we have to worry about the Thursday night game. Unless there's more positives, don't freak out. You know what I mean? People freaking out over, you know, the, the, the test here, test there. The NFL, we've seen what their protocols and what they're what they're what they're gonna do about these. If there's a if there's concern, legitimate concern for a breakout, okay, we might move the game twenty four to forty eight hours. But if there's one, two isolated cases, we're playing football. So it, until there's a lot more that we, you know, news that comes around about this, none of these, in my opinion, are major headlines. Obviously, you keep an eye on it and you throw it into a segment like right now in the lead. But 
you know, none of these are major headlines to me until we see more positives. And then you start to worry about losing a football game because the NFL is yet to do so. So for me, you know, if we're going to talk about how the NFL's handled all this, they have not lost a football game yet, guys. I mean, they've, they've done, in my opinion, an outstanding job, and they'll continue to do so. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're getting tested every single day when they walk in, so they'll find out quickly if guys yep. uh, are, are testing positive for COVID. The only thing that's tough is the incubation period for it's 2 to 14 days, as we've talked about before. So yep. there could be guys walking around there that have it that might not test positive for another week. So that's the, the shitty part about this, and... You know, all they can do is just keep testing the guys and, and keep trying to move forward like they're going to play, which they probably will. And it feels like certain teams are snake-bitten, right? Sorry to cut you off there, Chris, but who did the Ravens just play this weekend? The Steelers. The Steelers. It feels like the Steelers are involved in all of these games that you have to be concerned about in some way, shape, or form. So, I know we'll see. Again, keep the you know keep testing them. If there's no more positives, just like the Arizona Cardinals, they're moving on this week, business as usual. So should everybody else, unless you have a situation like the Titans did where you're going, uh-oh, okay. We got to we we got to get everybody the hell out of here. But right now, yeah. no, keep keep going as usual. And Jordan, to your point about the incubation period, I think that's why the part of the protocol is okay. When you do have a positive test, you shut down the facility. Everybody do stuff remotely, so mm-hmm. we can try to figure this out and get a handle on it. And I think the NFL is trying. Uh, college football is dealing with a little bit of a COVID situation themselves with Trevor Lawrence, who Dabo Sweeney, after beating Boston College over the weekend, announced Trevor Lawrence will not play in this game against Notre Dame. Now. I don't. Uh, I will raise my hand and say I don't know enough about the protocol specifically in the ACC and at Clemson. But for him to come out on Saturday and say Trevor's not playing next week before Trevor even takes any tests this week feels like this was a decision that was out of Dabo's hands that the guidelines and the protocol that the ACC had in place took this off the table entirely. It did. 10 days. That's your ACC protocol. 10 days. So if you test positive, it doesn't matter what the hell happens over the course of the next 10 days or how many tests you take or don't take. You're not going to step foot onto a playing surface, practice or otherwise, until 10 days have passed. The Big Ten has 21 days. 21 well, Wisconsin's days. Wisconsin's got, what, 22 cases you know, which is, right which, now? Right, but which is crazy to me. Like, think So... At one point, remember when the Big Ten was saying, we're refusing, we're not playing football this year, and they backpedaled and they backtracked on that decision. I think you should revisit these protocols a little bit as well. If you can backtrack on whether or not you're playing, maybe you can backtrack as we get more science and we get more understanding here on some of these protocols that are in place. Because you're seeing the way a guy like Trevor Lawrence... And the way it affected Clemson this weekend against Boston College, and now he has to sit out against Notre Dame. And this guy might test negative the entire week. Still can't play. Think about that in the Big Ten. You might test negative for two weeks, and you're still sitting on the couch? I mean, come on, dude. Like, let's Maybe we can revisit these protocols a little bit. You revisited the fact that you were even going to play football. You can revisit the protocols that you currently have on the table now that we have better testing, now that we have more understanding, and we have better science behind all of this. Because the, the protocols to me are crazy, Schubert. Ten days in the ACC is keeping is keeping uh, Lawrence out of the game against Notre Dame. 21 days is what you have to sit out in the Big Ten. And if you're the Big Ten and you're the Pac-12, you have zero wiggle room. So if you give yourself protocols that are crazy like that, and again, that's my opinion, if they're, they're crazy, all you're going to do is accumulate more guys on the protocol list. You know what I mean? As three weeks go by, you may end up having you know, more and more on the list because a dude who's negative is still sitting on the list, even though he's negative. So you're going to make this even more difficult to play these football games, even though you have zero wiggle room. Like, I, I really think the Big Ten should revisit the protocols. 
it's to me it's a little bit much 21 days is a little bit much yeah i yeah, I, and- I think that I, I i just think for for trevor lawrence this is even uh you know tougher because this is a guy that's probably going to go in the uh, first couple picks next year in the NFL draft. Wanted to win a Heisman, and you take about of two games now. That really takes him. Oh, done. Um, I, I don't know if he's done because look, the Pac-12 is only playing seven games. So I mean, it's like if his numbers are ridiculous, uh, you know, how many games is the Big Ten playing? And Justin Fields. I mean, Justin Fields is another guy that has a chance to win the Heisman, but um, you know, so Trevor Lawrence not being in a couple of these games, it's a, it, it really hurts his chances of winning the Heisman, you know, just outright. You mentioned the Pac-12, gentlemen. It is officially Pac-12 week. The Pac-12 will be back this weekend with football. I know the three of us are all excited. ASU taking on USC on Saturday. Feels good to finally be at a point where we're talking about actual Pac-12 football being back, Sean. We didn't think we were going to get here. It didn't seem likely, but the Pac-12 is coming back this I week. almost have, like, anxiety watching all these other conferences play. You're like, God, we're so far behind the eight ball. Let's just go. Let's go, you know. But, uh, no, it, this Saturday, will finally, it'll get here. It'll get here early <laughs> for us here in the Valley. It's going to get here super yes. early as, uh, as you got the Fox game with ASU and USC. I'll tell you this. If the goal was to get eyeballs on your football game and your program, I don't know if you guys were watching much football yesterday. But every single Fox game had multiple, you know, promos for that game. And yes. Arizona State and Jaden Daniels was right there, man, on the screen yep. for every game. This morning I'm watching Fox Sports One and some of the, you know, some of the the, the talking shows, the you know, the discussion shows, the debate shows this morning, and there it is again. Uh, you know, Pac-12 football, ASU, USC, Jaden Daniels right there. So if you're if the goal was to get more eyeballs on the programs and on the game, it's working. I'll tell you that much. Now, what will the product look like come 9 a.m. In California, 10 a.m. here locally, where we do the show in Arizona, who knows? Um, but that window, it's getting more eyeballs on your on your product. I'll tell you that much. That was evident yesterday. That multiple every Fox game, multiple break-ins. It was great. I'm fired up. They should have been playing a long time ago, but I'm glad that we're getting anything at all. Yep. Um, I, I'm as you said. I I was on Fox this whole weekend watching all these games, and ASU just kept popping up, and uh, my fiance Carly just kept looking at me and going, "You ready?" You ready? You dialed? You, yeah. you ready? You got you got the lineups down? You got the roster? You know who's on each team? I'm like, not yet, but I will. <laughs> you got a week, dude. You're, you Come on, you're a yeah, sideline analyst. You got a week. Get well, to I'm it. Just, look, I, I'm just pumped that we're getting packed well football. I mean, it, it hasn't felt necessarily like a college football season for us over here on the West Coast because a lot of our teams and our alma maters aren't playing. So now we get a, you know, we get this weekend to, to finally kick it off, and uh, we'll be doing the uh, Sun Devil Radio broadcast remote here in Arizona. Um, what time are we going on, Sean? Officially? Well, you go on at seven thirty a.m. I will be there. I like how we're having a meeting here live on the on the, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, this is good. Uh, so seven thirty a.m. Well, I want to tell the people. You are on the air seven thirty a.m. on ninety eight. So be there at like FM. seven. I will be there about five five thirty, getting things set up. Which is, to be honest, uh, because it's a smaller setup that's not terrible normally it'd be 3 a.m right when they first announced these 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 9 a.m kickoffs i'm like dude i'll be at the coliseum at 9 a.m but since you and i are 3 a.m since we aren't traveling i'll be there about five so you can come join me jordan i'll you know we'll bring some coffee and i'm good have some good conversation no okay. i'm good i'll, just <laughs> I'll be there 30 just minutes you. before looking forward to it though yeah so 7 30 so get there to rock mm-hmm. oh it's a closeout in the lead it is the highest rated segment in noble with chris crespin and simone history what are you guys coming back here what do you 60 got? seconds of Stop baseball. You do. All right, it hang on. The, hang on. I got to get you your got clock. Are you ready? Because you I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm holding 60 seconds is all you get. 
You ready? Okay. I think I'm ready. All right. Okay. So I got to have the clock open here. Uh, So big uh, day in baseball is free agency technically open. And part of the process, the qualifying offers so teams can get draft pick compensation if players go elsewhere. Only six. Six players got the uh, one-year $18.9 million qualifying offer. They are Trevor Bauer, Marcus Stroman, Kevin Gaussman, DJ LeMayhew, George Springer, and JT Realmuto. So they have... Uh, I have an opportunity 10 days to either accept that offer, go back to the teams that offer them one year, 18.9 million or reject those offers, go to free agency. And then uh, the team that gave them that offer will get draft pick compensation. So now with free agency open, we will see if the market, which is supposed to be slow moving because everybody doesn't have any money because of the baseball season. No one got any gate revenue. Nobody won. You know, no one got any money in the gate. So a lot of cutting payroll is going to be happening, so we'll see if any of these players accept this offer uh, to not risk maybe not getting that much on a yearly deal in free agency. Wow, dude, you hit, well 60 done. seconds You hit of that right on the, right on the nose. On the nose. All right, that's all you get, so stop talking I could have gone baseball. longer. I had more stories. but No, no I, the clock has spoken. I, I, Move I only on. get 60 seconds When the clock baseball. speaks, right. Schubert, you stop. Okay. Coming up next, Hanobol with Chris Crespin and Simone. It feels like the more we see the NFC West play, the better the outlook is for the Arizona Cardinals. We'll get into it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Jordan, let me tell you about Earnhardt Auto Centers, locally owned and operated since 1951, a proud partner of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. But social distancing, Jordan, let's talk about something you've experienced already, the Noble Express tab. Noble.com is where you got to go. You click on the Noble Express tab, and Jordan, what happens? What happens? They bring you a vehicle. They will bring you a car. Right to the front right door. To the front you want to test drive a vehicle? They'll bring it right to you. And then you're going to do the, the, the online application and take care of that right there from your own home. And then, Jordan, after you finish your purchase, what's going to happen? They're going to bring the vehicle to you, Jordan. After you finish your purchase, they're going to bring the vehicle to you with the Noble Express tab at Noble.com. The vehicle is already at your front door. Though. No, you test drive it, and then they take it, and then you finish. You Maybe you want to do another one, you bring in another one. And then they're going to give you, you do the online application, and then they bring the vehicle right back to you, to your front door once you're done, and you make the purchase for the vehicle that you want. Listen, you know the Earnhardt name. It's a name you know you can trust. 68-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. That ain't no bowl. So, watching the NFL yesterday, and you're able to take, you know, a look at some of the other teams in the National Football League with the Cardinals on by this week, and Sean, I couldn't help but notice, and we'll break this down a little bit more in depth in the not-so-rapid rundown in the next segment. <laughs> Not so but I watched the Rams play, I watched the Rams play, mm-hmm. Tua made his debut, and I watched the 49ers lose to the Seahawks in the afternoon slate yesterday, and they're hurt, and they're banged up, Jimmy Garoppolo's got an ankle injury, George Kittle left that game, and You've already beaten the Seahawks. If you're the Cardinals, you're 2-0 in the division now. And, and I watched the Rams just, just not look good against the Dolphins, make a ton of mental mistakes. And I got to wondering, Sean, the more I watch this division play, the stronger I feel that the Arizona Cardinals have a legitimate shot to win this division. Now, maybe that's because they didn't play this weekend and they didn't give me a reason to talk them out of winning the division. But, hey, they were sitting on the sidelines. Everybody else in the division played. And the only team that won was the Seahawks team that you beat last week. I felt, I felt pretty good sitting you, there on Yeah, Sunday. I mean, you always feel good when your team doesn't lose by week or not, right, on a Sunday in the National Football League. But, no, you and I were talking about this in the pregame, and you're right. I mean, and I'll take it a step further, Chris, not only within your own division where the 49ers just continue to get more and more beat up, Kittle leaving yesterday, Garoppolo leaving yesterday. You know, they were without Debo Samuels. They're just beat up, right? 
beyond the division where you're two and zero, you look across the landscape of the entire conference. I mean, outside of the Buccaneers, who look like a pretty good, you know, pretty solid football team on both sides of the ball. Defensively, they're outstanding. Great veteran leadership. That's a, that's a complete football team. But outside of the Buccaneers, man, in the entire NFC conference, if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan, you're looking across the board, going, "We can play with any of them." Now, I can be completely wrong, and they can show up against Miami out of the bye and look flat again and get blown out. And next Monday, we're going to be sitting here on No Bowl with Chris Crespin and Simone going, damn, these Cardinals don't fit in this division. But as of right now, talking about I'm telling week? you right now, I mean, are you outside of anybody in the conference other than the Bucks? would you look at that football game and say, oh, the Cardinals aren't going to be competitive in that? No. I think week in and week out, you feel a little bit better of where you're at, don't you, Jordan? I just want to. I want to. I don't want to get overzealous here. I, I'm going to pump the brakes on on you guys saying that they have a chance to win the division. Okay, they they beat a Seahawks team with the worst defense perhaps in NFL history in the first six games. Mm-hmm. They beat the 49ers when they were a little bit banged up. Still a great win for them to start off the year. This is a team that lost to the Carolina Panthers, that lost to the Miami Dolphins, or, or excuse me, not the Miami Dolphins. They Lions. lost to Detroit. Yeah, they lost to Detroit. They lost to the Panthers. They're they're not invincible. Okay, they're 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 a solid team. I still think what kills them is their immaturity, their young leadership, and uh, when they're playing at their best, they can play with anybody. But this team plays up to competition and down to competition. So I'm going to be really curious to see how they play Miami next week. And Miami's got a good defense. When they play good de- defensive teams, uh, it it doesn't come as easy. Now you can you can talk about Tua and, and his weekend uh, here, but I'm sure we'll get into that. But I, I don't want to jump the gun here and saying that the Cardinals are, you know, the favorite to win the division. Nobody said they were the favorite to win the division. All I'm saying is I haven't bought this team all year long. Not at not a single moment have I thought the Arizona Cardinals would be in the running to even talk about competing in the division. And I haven't bought this team all year long to even talk about them as getting into the playoffs, maybe even winning a football game once you get there. But the more you see this NFC play out and the more you see the NFC West in particular play out, you have to start to buy them as a team that can do everything I just said. They'll listen a few weeks from now, they'll more than likely be playing for the division lead on a Thursday night when they're in, when they're in Seattle, more than likely. Right. I mean, that's, that's the way it's trending as we sit here on, on, and again, the, the national football league, things change by the week. Ask the Titans who played the Bengals this weekend. But as we sit right now, more than likely the Arizona Cardinals will be playing the Seahawks for a share of, if not the division lead. Okay. So that I was never expecting. So I have to start to buy this football team. And the more you look across the NFC at a whole, especially with the new wild card spot in play in the NFL, you got to buy this team as a playoff team. They have five wins right now, seven games into the year. Five wins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Play 500 football the rest of the way, and you're in the playoffs. So you have to start to buy this team as a playoff team and as a team that can compete with whoever they get matched up once they get there. Now, Yep. You get to you get to the second round and you got to travel to Tampa Bay. We might be having a different discussion, but I, I have up until this point not bought this football team at all in terms of being a competitor within the division and being a competitor to make a playoff run. That's, I'm with you. That's I'm changing. You. I, yeah, I think this is a this is a team that when we started off the year we were saying, hey, maybe a chance to get in the playoffs that'd be great, but you're probably still a year out. I will agree with you. They're I mean they're playing very well right now, but it's the bad losses that they can't. They can't have, they shouldn't lose against teams they're supposed to, you know, supposed to beat. And that's where I'm saying that, that immaturity, 
And this is a long football season. They have yep. they have to continue to win and continue to show up week in and week out. And they have some younger guys that have to step up and, and be more mature in that aspect. And Kyler Murray being one of them, you know, he's he, he this isn't he's not a vet. He's still learning. He's still growing. He's still got to make good decisions. When they go on the road late in the year, will they capitalize? I think that game that you brought up against Seattle on a Thursday night is going to be really, really interesting to watch. But um, I think, you know, part of it is uh, the rest of the division is so competitive and so uh, so good that they're, the, the, who, if they're a top two team in this division, it has shocked me. It has well, shocked and, me. And, and they are right now. That, that's that's what they are right now. Because at the end I mean, of the year. At the end of the year. Yeah, that's but, what well, I'm saying. But, the, I mean, if you're going to talk about, well, they have bad losses. What do you call the Rams at Miami getting blown out this week? You know, you can the look Packers at – Packers at home to the Vikings. Packers at home to the Vikings. Everybody's had a bad loss. I'll even throw the Bucks in there. That Thursday night against the Bears, you shouldn't lose that football game. So it's hard to look at the Cardinals who – you're right. Those are terrible losses, right? You can't lose that football game against Carolina and at home against Detroit and, and, and uh, you know, really take yourself as a major competitor in this conference. But as I sit here and go through the conference, like I said at the start of the segment, everybody has those bad losses. Everyone, every single one of them does. Uh, you know, if, and if you're going to say the Arizona Cardinals aren't necessarily a great team, then Seattle has a bad loss by losing to the Arizona Cardinals, especially when they had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. And that football team can't put anybody away. I know it doesn't. I mean, even this week, they can't put anybody yeah. away. So right now, as we sit, the Arizona Cardinals are the second best team in this in this division, one of the best divisions in all of football. But the but the 49ers, I can't buy you with as beat up as you are. I still don't trust Jimmy G and the Rams. You got fat on the NFC East, man. You've you've got your wins this year are against yeah. NFC East teams and the Chicago Bears. And then you go lay yeah. an egg the way you did against the Dolphins and turn the football over five times. We well, you know I'm supposed to buy you. I'm sorry, yeah. I can't. Well, so- look, the the, Ram, the Rams the Rams came off of a short week. I mean, they're they're traveling across the country. It was set up for for them to to not play well. And and Miami give them credit because their defense played out of their mind. They were creating turnovers. Mm-hmm. Jared, Special Jared teams Goff had had a bad game. Special teams played well for them. So um, ideal start for Tua. Hey, just get in there and throw the ball twenty times and throw a yep. touchdown and and have under 100 yards just to get his feet wet. But, um, you know, and we can get into that Miami game uh, eventually. But when you look at the Seahawks, and, of course, I'm going to bring the Seahawks back up because, you know, that's just who I am. But their defense has been so bad uh, to start this season that if they can get a little help, they get Carlos Dunlap, get him in to to, to try to – they're really good against the run. They're good against the run. But there are some major holes in their defense in the back end and the linebackers and secondary and covering. And it's just not the Seattle Seahawks defense that that I have come to know. I think once they get Jamal Adams back, that will help them tremendously. Shaq, uh, Shaq was out this week at their corner. Um, so they, they definitely have some holes on their defense that they, they if they can play a little bit better, they'll be extremely competitive. It's just like Kansas City last year. Great offense. Their defense struggled all year. And then in the playoffs, they're trying to, they finally figured it out and were able to get some stops. Yeah, so. they're top 10 against the run. Against the run, I just looked it up. They're eighth against the run in a per game basis, and they're fifth against the run in yeah. the per attempt uh, category as well. But for the Minnesota game, they were number one. But 32nd, either way, I mean, top 10 is fine. You know, that's, that's good enough to get it yeah. done. They're just 32nd, you know, in total yards per game, and they can't get any pass rush. And oh, that's, yeah. where the, that's where the no. Dunlap acquisition is going to be big for them. And I agree, yeah. Jamal Adams plays behind the line of scrimmage an awful lot too. So he, he's one of those guys that's all over the football field. That'll help them yeah. out as well. I just think this is starting as we sit here on a bye for the Arizona Cardinals. As we wrap up here the, the discussion, Schubert, it's really starting to line up 
for the Cardinals to be able to make a run, to at least be in the tournament at the end of the year, right? To at least be in the playoffs and have an opportunity. It's really starting to line up. And week by week, I get less confidence in some of the teams I thought I was going to see at the top of the list in the NFC as a conference. I get less and less confidence in all of these teams outside of Tampa Bay week in and week out. That includes Green Bay. That, you know, The Saints are now on top of that division in the South, uh, are right there with the, the Bucks, I should say. So you know, what are, what are we looking at here in the NFC? The Arizona Cardinals are right in the mix. I, I have to stop denying it, and I have to start buying what this football team's bringing to yeah. the table. And I think that's what the conversation is about, right? It's not necessarily what the Cardinals are doing so well that Everybody. has them in the conversation. Yeah. It's other teams that we thought maybe would run away with the, with their divisions and the conference are leaving the door open for a team like the Cardinals at 5-2 and two, where you look at them and you say, huh, well, everybody's got flaws. The Cardinals have flaws. Put them in the same boat. And I think it's more that the confidence that we have in these other teams is falling down to the level of confidence we have in the Cardinals. So de facto, it puts the Cardinals on a right level playing field. The Cardinals yep. aren't doing anything, I, I don't think, over these last three games that, you know, other than what they did against Seattle, right? The game against Dallas on Monday night against the Jets. I'm not impressed with winning those games. Those are games you're supposed to win. Doing what you do against Seattle, okay, that's impressive. But overall, they haven't done anything totally, you know, that has exceeded my expectations. It's just that everybody else is coming down, I think, to their level, maybe outside of Tampa, who, you know, by the way, you know, have two losses on their schedule. So it's not like anybody's running away with this thing in the NFC. Something to monitor. Sean, like you said, we can come in here next week and the, the Cardinals lose to Tua and Miami. And we go, okay, well, we were idiots. Like, why were we having that conversation? It's ridiculous. But right now, they, they have positioned themselves in the NFL's a week-to-week process opposition they have positioned themselves in the mix coming up next it is the not so rapid rundown because we normally do the rapid rundown we never get through it in the amount of time we're supposed to so i'm changing the name of it it is the not so rapid rundown yeah. we will do it next here on noble with chris crespin and simone so does that mean i gotta change this music schubert no keep the music so maybe we can have some semblance okay. of trying to be rapid but okay when you two go back and forth it's like a it's like a tennis match that we're in like the fifth set if you do a Just rapid, we... if you do a rapid baseball rundown, we will fly through that. But you start tossing Jordan's, you give Simone and I some opportunity to talk football. Is nothing's going to be rapid there ever? Sixty seconds of baseball, hit it on the nose. You guys can't <laughs> hit the not, the not so. Let's rapid go then. Rundown. Come on, you're the one holding okay. this up right now. Let's get to it. Game number one, Sean. We'll start with you. The Steelers mm. and the Ravens. It was an 0-1 start for cashing in with Crespin, but what a good football game we got to watch. You guys, I've, you you know where I've been on this. It's uh, here Pittsburgh we go. So Steelers. it's the weekly Sean Crespin hey. stands for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's segment. the it's the best team in the AFC. I've been saying it since the start of the season. That defense is so legit. And as much as we want to talk about offense, offense, and more offense in the National Football League, every week we get emails from NFL Communications talking about record-setting, touchdown scored. This defense and running game is still going to win championships in this league. I don't care what, what changes in terms of the rules and the way people are slinging the football. You can play defense the way the Steelers do and then have some resemblance of what the league looks like on the offensive side of the ball, which they do. That is the most complete football team in all of football right now, let alone the AFC. That is the best football team in football. Uh, and it, it, until somebody can figure out that defense, 
I, I'm, I'm not going to change my stance on that. They looked outstanding. Again, just like I pointed out in our Sunday morning show, Schubert, they make Lamar Jackson look like a pedestrian quarterback. They can contain him. They, they force turnovers left and right. They, they make Lamar Jackson last year and this year. I told you he had barely over 200 yards and four turnovers last year against the Steelers. We saw more of that yesterday. This, this defense can handle Lamar. They match up well with Kansas City. And now with Big Ben back, and again, the wide receivers in Pittsburgh are always solid. Uh, that offense is clicking. Dude, this is the best team in football. You know, I, you can hit me up at scressman 2 on Twitter. I don't best care. Best team in the best, league? Best team in football right now. Not even close. Not even close. All best right. team in football. I, I, still, I still think the Chiefs are just cut from a different cloth. When, when, they're, when Patrick Mahomes is dealing like he was yesterday, now obviously they played the Jets. He threw five touchdowns, more than the Jets have thrown the entire year at four. Sorry, Schubert, to bring that up. But I still, I still think the Chiefs are the best team in football. Lamar Jackson uh, made a couple of bad throws yesterday. They were up 17-7. Lamar Jackson throws a pick going in. It completely changes the game. Uh, for the Ravens and the Steelers. The Steelers finally got some momentum. They were down 10. And look, I, I agree with you, Sean. The Steelers are they're a heavyweight contender in the AFC. They'll be right up there with uh, with the Chiefs. And I think, you know, it's it's going to be a good game. But I think that the Chiefs just have too many weapons. And, and the Steelers' DBs might kind of be their weak point when it comes to corners. Uh, they, they go and get a linebacker from the Jets, uh, Avery. Uh, so that that's going to help them a lot. But... Obviously, two two really good teams going at it here, and they only won by four. Real quick in the not so rapid rundown, Schubert. Uh, the next three mm-hmm. games, the next three games for the Steelers are going to be the Cowboys, the Bengals, and the Jags. That team is fast tracked to be ten and zero. So you want to talk about once you get to the playoffs. There has never been a more important season to get the number one seed in your conference than this year with the new structure of the playoffs. You're the only team that gets a bye week heading into the postseason now. Not one and two, it's only one. And the Steelers right now are fast-tracked to uh, to get that, that top overall seed, which will be huge once you get to the postseason, even if you do see Kansas City. But they're going to be 10-0 and when they see the Ravens again. And the next matchup, in Pittsburgh. So it's I'm telling you, this team, it's... In my, for my money, Schubert, sorry to be so long-winded in the rapid yeah, rundown. Right, thanks. Yeah, that right. is the best team in football. I, I, I just I just think they're they're complete on both sides of the ball. Sorry, next game, Schubert. I apologize. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. The not-so-rapid rundown continues with the Vikings going on the road and beating the Packers 28-22. to And, Sean, I think we might be talking about this guy a little bit later in the show, but it was the Dalvin Cook show in Lambeau. Again, this is, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the Cardinals segment there. You know, everybody's got a loss where you scratch your head. I'll forgive you, Aaron yeah. Rodgers and the Packers, for that loss to the Bucks outside of the Steelers. I think they are the next most next complete football team in the NFL. Uh, I'll forgive you for that one. I'm not going to forgive you at home to, you know, to lose a game in the fashion in which you did at Lambeau to a team that is struggling to find itself, that's a tough loss for the Packers yesterday. Yeah, the Packers are really similar to the Seahawks. Good offense. They can move the ball. Aaron Rodgers is is extremely talented still. He's motivated this year. He threw three touchdowns yesterday. But you got to stop the run. Dalvin Cook ran for five bajillion yards yesterday <laughs> uh, for Minnesota, and he, he he's just knifing through this defense. So they have some similar issues to Seattle in the fact that you got to sure up that defense if you want a chance late in the playoffs. Game number three, it is Tua's debut as the Miami Dolphins behind their defense and special teams pick up a win over the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Tua didn't have to do much. It started out rough, right, fellas? Like his first drop back, boom, strip sack, and you're thinking, oh, boy, this is going to get 
this is going to get ugly. But uh, complimentary football at its finest. The defense picks him up. Defense starts making plays. Turnover left and right for the Rams. You get the score in special teams. You get the fumble, the, the scoop and score on the defensive side. A complimentary football at its finest. It gives Tua a chance to get his feet wet. Only throws for 93 yards. Did have the one touchdown, which was just a sick catch on a play where dude gets blown up in the end zone a little prematurely. It was a penalty flag on for, for P.I. and Guy still hangs on. But, uh, yeah, so Tua gets his feet wet, and the defense and special teams pick him up. Complimentary football at its finest. Yeah, Miami's uh, defensively played out of their mind yesterday. I mean, to, to confuse Sean McVay like they did, you have to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff in Miami. Uh, job well done. Tua, let's see if he can it continue to grow. And the whole argument, you know, on every TV show this morning is, well, should they give Ryan Fitzpatrick the start? You know, this is a team that could contend for a playoff spot. No, you stick with Tua. You made your bed. Millions of dollars invested yep. into him. Let's find out what we need next year uh, to, to really pursue uh, a championship. Game number four, guys, and I'm off the bandwagon officially because I have no idea what Anthony Lynn is going to say to his bosses as the Chargers lose another game in which they had a big lead as the Broncos come back and win. Sean, I'm off. I I was a defender of Anthony Lynn. Oh, I'm that out. bandwagon. Okay. I'm like, are you off the Justin Herbert bandwagon? No, no, no not off the ridiculous. Herbert bandwagon. I'm off the Anthony Lynn okay. bandwagon. All right. Yeah, you know, you got to find it. They're a banged up unit, too. Nobody talks about this. We all talk about the 49ers and how beat up they are. That that defense is just absolutely a, it, it's a mash unit. Um, Bosa, I don't know if you guys watched this football game, because unless you're a fan of one of those teams, why would you? I just had it on the big screen for NFL Sunday ticket yesterday. Um, but yeah, Bosa goes out late in that football game, and that's really where things started to change, because Drew lock couldn't do anything they were getting to him that offensive line in denver is a joke uh bosa goes out now they're down another pass rusher in la uh and the, and the broncos were able to start making big plays late in that football game so it's just a mash unit there in la but i'll tell you this dude justin herbert a couple of those throws man being a fan of a team in the afc west you already got mahomes and now watching this kid he's legit dude he's legit that's a, that's a quality football team but yeah now at two and five um they keep finding ways to lose football games and and uh not good for anthony lynn it seems like they keep losing games by one or two or, or three mm -hmm. points it's it's like every week you see oh chargers just lose game winning field goal or something yeah. like that and i will agree with you herbert has been really impressive if their defense can get healthy there'll be a team that can contend in that division i mean obviously the chiefs are special the raiders are getting better this is a, a good division here uh it was shaping up to be at least for the next couple of years. Three of their five losses are by three points or fewer. And so very Falcons-ish. Very Falcons-ish, blowing big leads. And by the way, the other two losses, five to the Panthers, seven to the Bucks. So yeah. they're in every game that they right. play this season. They just can't find a way to be on the right end of the result. The final game, it went to overtime as the Saints moved to five and two. They beat the Bears. And uh, guys, the Bears, who are who we thought they were. Hey, you know what? Uh, Green. I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore your 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 cheesy comment there. And listen, I'm gonna ignore everything that actually happened in this football game. I don't know if you guys saw this yesterday, during the <laughs> during halftime of uh, the late like, slate. Not so rapid run. During the, listen to this though. Check this out. During the late slate of games on Fox at halftime, they talked about how they have this super six ga uh, game that you can go on and pick who wins you know six okay. games and by how much and whatever. There was one person in America still alive going into the the second half of the late slate. And it was one person who needed the Bears to win by a point value of anywhere between four and six points. So when you're watching Nick Foles go down the field to try and get in position for that final field goal, there's somebody 
Somebody in America had a million dollars riding on Nick Foles getting in field goal position, and boom, they got it. And then you had somebody who has a million dollars riding on the Bears to just get a touchdown in overtime. Oh, couldn't do it. A million dollars. Oh, I've been. There was mistake number one. I've been so invested in like fantasy football teams before, and I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack by of anxiety. Could you imagine having a million dollars on the line, watching the Bears and needing Nick Foles to come through for you? Oh my goodness. Uh, like that story uh, we talked about last Saints. week with the guy who lost the 997000 off, mm-hmm. off the snack correction. Yeah, terrible. Oh, that's terrible. I mean, that that's one thing that you can talk about and be like, oh, that sucks. But to actually live through that, you're like, how, how am I? Okay? I don't know how I would go on. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are a different football team with Michael Thomas offensively. I mean, Alvin Kamara is their leaving, leading receiver yesterday. They're throwing the ball to Taysom Hill. When they get Michael Thomas back... They, they look like a better team. The team that beat the Bucks in the first week of the, of, of the season. Yeah, and that's a big win right now because when you look at the NFC South standings, gentlemen, who's on top of it? The Saints are, not the Bucks. They're both at 5-2 and two in that game early in the year is right now the difference. Yeah. So uh, you're right, Jordan. It's a different offense when they have him. I know he get, everybody wants to rip Michael Thomas and just, oh, he's just a slant king. It's all, he doesn't go he doesn't go down the field. Changes that offense significantly. So He's an uh, MVP candidate last yeah, it'll year. Yeah, it'll be a different team when he yeah. when he returns. So. And, hey, by the way, the Saints are playing the Bucks next week, so that'll be fun. Yep. Sunday night football, I believe that game is on. So a little bit better be, than uh, a little bit better than than uh, Cowboys and Eagles on Sunday. Yeah, night that didn't football. make the not so rapid Ugh, rundown. Trash. Ben DiNucci's performance didn't Ugh. make uh, didn't make the not Good so Lord. rapid rundown. Yeah. So there you have it, the five games that we uh, delved into in the not so rapid run. I thought I thought the pace was better today, gentlemen. I thought we a little bit. sped things up a little bit mm-hmm. quicker. Well, the it's a Eagles are terrible. They're so bad. The Eagles are. They terrible. won though. First place in the NFC East. Dude, so. go through. Good I was Lord. so I I I had the game on and then I got okay. I'm done with this and I was just keeping up with it on you know the ticker. So I look at the different drive charts and it was like four plays fumble, three plays punt, four plays miss field goal, four. Play, I mean it was. Uh, I don't know how anybody watched that football yeah. game from start to finish. They I don't were care. winning at halftime. Brutal. Oh, I know. Off a handful of field goals. It was it was just a terrible terrible football game. Yeah. Last night. Uh, so. Coming up next, we wrap up this edition with of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone with our full-grown man salute presented by Manscaped, wow. a new segment coming to you next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Of course, I got to tell you about our friends over at Earnhardt Auto Center. Sean, you talked about it a little bit ago, but since 1951, no one has taken care of their customers better here in the Valley than Earnhardt. Auto centers. Go to noble.com. Click the Noble Express option right now. If you don't feel comfortable going in, they will drive a car to you for you to test drive. I know I've done it myself. The process is extremely easy. Sign a quick little form, and boom, you're in a brand new Lexus driving around. Uh, you can you can go up to Scottsdale, get some dinner with your with your significant other, drive down to Tempe, sit outside of Sun Devil Stadium, and 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 think about what it used to be like to to watch an ASU football game, which you'll get this weekend. But I'm telling you, no one will take care of you more than Earnhardt and their family over at Earnhardt Auto Centers. No bull since 1951. Go check them out. Nobull.com. No bull Express. Earnhardt Auto Centers. That ain't no bull. Oh, we got music for this. Gentlemen, this is this is no this is no laughing matter here. This is serious now, stuff. This is the now, manscaped before... full grown man salute. Yes. Now, we officially can announce that, uh, you know, a new partner, new sponsor of the program is uh, Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewel. Sean's got the T-shirt. 
The Manscaped yeah. Your Balls will thank you shirts. That's and catchy. we'll tell you a little bit more about them. And as you can see, the promo code Noble, 20% off and free shipping. But we thought we would use this, you know, this sponsorship to to salute. And I, I kind of want to do the big movie voice guy for go this. Go ahead. Do we it. Give out our do full big. grown man salute. You can go so first. I guess I, I'm going first. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the way we're going to do this is on Mondays, we're going to give out our full grown man salute award to the performer that we thought just, he just played on another level. And we talked a little bit about this game before, gentlemen, but it's Dalvin Cook for me. What a performance from Dalvin Cook. And you see the numbers there on the screen. 30 carries, 163 yards, the two catches for 63 yards, responsible for all four of the touchdowns as the Minnesota Vikings go on the road into the hostile environment that is the empty Lambeau Field, and they beat the Green Bay Packers. So Dalvin Cook, a full-grown man salute to you. Absolutely. Jordan Simone? Look, I've been known to be a homer. No. Okay, I'm a Seattle oh, Seahawks Let me guess. R Russell Wilson. Born and raised in Seattle. No, actually, I'm not going with Russell Wilson because there was a guy that did throw for more touchdowns. That's Patrick Mahomes. That's not who I'm taking, though. I'm going back with the Seahawks and the beast. Oh, jeez. DK Metcalf, 12 receptions, 161 yards, two touchdowns. But what he has done for this offense and Russell Wilson, if you watched last year, Russell Wilson did not really have a big target threat. DK Metcalf has shocked me. He is not just a big body. He is Tarzan and plays like Hulk, <laughs> looks like Hulk. I mean, he does not look, he does not play like Jane. Like some big guys don't play big. He plays big. He is big. He is a huge offensive weapon for this team. Tied for first in touchdowns in the league. Tied for second on an average of 18.9 yards per catch. DK Metcalf, give me that full-grown man salute. <laughs> so my full-grown man, Sean? my full-grown man salute for Manscaped, manscaped.com, promo code NOBOL, 20% off free shipping, by the way. Uh, and, okay, Jordan gets to be a homer, then so do I. Because yesterday... See, I can't be a homer. The Jets don't do anything that's, good. That doesn't sound like a Simone or Crespin problem. It sounds like a, uh, a Schubert problem. So I'm going to be a homer as well. Yesterday in nasty, and I mean nasty weather in Cleveland, you got something called grapple, which we've seen here before. It's not rain. It's not sleet. It's not snow. It's just nastiness. You had winds that were no lower than 30 mile an hour the entire game. Field goal kickers kicking the ball at the right upright, and it's missing to the left upright. I mean, it was just nasty. So what do you do? You give the ball to a full-grown man. And you know who nasty. that is? Josh Jacobs is a full-grown man. right. 31 carries, 128 yards. The Browns knew it was coming. It didn't matter. You want to know why? Because Josh Jacobs is a full-grown man. And Josh Jacobs, yeah, we salute you, yes. my friend. We salute you, Josh Jacobs. Absolutely. And so if, that's if your... you're at home, if you're listening right now, mm -hmm. you don't know what the hell's going on. We're holding up our <laughs> Manscaped lawnmower 3.0. Oh yeah. And uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah. This, I mean, here, Sean, show them, show them your chest, show them how it works. Okay. I mean, well, I got the Manscaped shirt on right now, so no, I don't no. get rid of. 
Keep, no, take it off though. No, I'm good. I'm going to be good on that. I'm starting to look. <laughs> I'm starting to look a little bit like a uh, a NASCAR window here. If you're watching the program online, I've got, <laughs> got I got the Earnhardt. I got the show yeah. logo. I got the Manscaped on the shirt. You know, I got Let's the Manscaped go. 3.0 lawnmower in my hand as well. Which, by the way, you can get at Manscaped.com. And gentlemen, I'll tell you this: off. you got to appreciate a company. And there was there was no we weren't locked into anything. Manscaped hit us up and they were like, "Hey guys, uh, you know, we'd love to send you some products. We'd love." to partner with you guys we want to get want to show you what we're all about and they sent all three of us some of their some of their products to use because they're going to oh, put yeah. their money where their mouth is you know like in tommy boy they say you know you can you can put a guarantee on a box but all you're doing is just guaranteed it's a piece of you know what so sends us their actual products and says use these because we want to prove that it's outstanding that they're outstanding products so that's what they did and that's when we decided to 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 partner up with manscape because we do use the products and they're outstanding including the 3.0 uh the 3.0 lawnmower here the brand new product out now by manscape which my favorite feature gentlemen this might be a little much but i'm gonna say it anyway it's got this Let's led go. light on it i'm showing it to the camera right you now in the video does. part i'm gonna turn mine on Dude, too it illuminates where you're trying to take care of your pack. I mean, it take you want to. I never knew how much I was missing before I had the the illuminator, the little LED light on the on the the lawnmower there. So listen, twenty percent off. Will thank you. Oh my God, will they ever? Manscaped.com, twenty percent off and free shipping. Promo code no bull. That's one word, no bull, all capital. You got twenty percent off and free shipping. Um, and again, we had there was we weren't locked into anything. We we decided to partner with Man, Manscaped after they sent us the product, and we believe in it. So uh, we are going to do a Monday salute <laughs> to full grown men. <laughs> Every week here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. So to recap, we, we, Dalvin Cook, DK Metcalf, and Josh Jacobs all get the full we man. We salute you. Yeah, the full grown man salute. From so you Manscaped. can expect that every Monday yeah. here on the show going forward. So we appreciate Manscaped for uh, for teaming up with us uh, yep. for that. Uh, gentlemen, wrapping up this edition of the program, we got one game tonight, Monday Night Football. Uh, I'm, I'm so used to there being two games on Monday night nowadays that having one feels a little odd during this season. But it is Bucks giants and this one might be over before halftime uh, if the Bucks have their way with this football game. We will be back on Wednesday, uh, probably closer to the time where we'll get you ready for Sun Devil football, start doing some previews. We'll see. We'll test Simone. We'll quiz Simone a little bit, see if he's up to <laughs> speed on the rosters and everything. Maybe we'll do that oh, on man. Wednesday. We uh, yeah. You can you can follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. You can follow me at Shoe Radio. Follow Sean at Crespin 2 Follow Jordan at Jordan Simone 38 And Jordan, what do the people need to do? Subscribe to the show. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, wherever you get your podcast, rate, subscribe. Uh, subscribing to the show means you know when these episodes come out right away, they get dropped right into your feed, makes it super easy to consume the content. Always appreciate you guys making us part of your day. We will be back on Wednesday. Bucks to cover. One last salute.